Hey, it's me, Amy Vallejo with Social Creative Conversations. Thank you for checking out this bonus episode. It tells me that you may have also listened to episode five of the two-part series I did on my December story, the story of my survival through a meningioma brain tumor, and the lessons and takeaways I learned from it. I'd be so honored to share some of my story with you so you can start the two-part series on episode four and episode five. But let's jump into what you're here for today. This is my dear friend, Julie Hubert. I've known Julie for nearly 15 years, and she has seen me through some of the most difficult moments in my life. Not only seen me through, but helped me through. She is an incredible friend and helper, always looking out for people's needs and finding out ways to meet those needs. She's also an Enneagram 2, which is known as the helper. And as we talked in episode 5 about needing help, receiving help, giving help, she offered a very insightful voice into what that looks like from a helper's point of view. We're just going to jump into the conversation and listen to her own journey as she navigates through the healthy and unhealthy sides of an Enneagram 2. Let's jump right in. Can you speak a little bit, because you're a two, uh, you're an Enneagram two, which is known as the helper. And this is so true of you, but I know that you, you yourself have um, sort of gone through a journey in understanding the healthy and unhealthy parts of being a helper. Maybe you can kind of speak to your own journey and what through your own process. Yeah. Um, Well, as relates to kind of the idea of an Enneagram too, um, the the helper is, finds its worth in helping others. Um, and if they're not, they can tend to feel ungrounded and not worthwhile and unlovable. Yeah. So their need to help others, um, while has some altruistic element to it, is also really um, coming from a need to be worthwhile and, um, it can go way too far. And I mean, I have been this friend where it was like, I saw someone's need, or I was in relationship with someone that their need was so intense and there was so much of it. And I had such a desire to fulfill it, um, because it gave me a sense of identity that I would go way too far and create an imbalance. So it's where you're helping so much that you become absolutely essential to the other person, um, but they have no way of reciprocating that, that back to you because usually in an unhealthy place, a person with my personality will find and notice people that are deeply needy and deeply like struggling or in a hard, hard place. And they... Um, will become like almost like a savior to them, like fix everything there for everything, 
want to resolve every problem. And what ends up happening, there's a great deal of satisfaction at first, but because that other person cannot return that to them, they're not wired that same way. They don't have that same energy, that same freedom, the time, whatever it is that, um, that goes into that investment towards the person that has the need, um, resentment starts to build and it's, it's inequitable. You're not asking for help. You're pridefully offering and giving all the help that you have so that you can get your, um, kind of ego needs met and they can't give back, nor did they expect that that was what they had to do. So they unfairly become, um, in a position of being resented and, um, that can really create a lot of tension in relationships. So I've had a few people that I've done this to in my life. Um, probably, uh, I mean, I can think of three very specific examples. Um, but I'm sure on some level I've done it, uh, a number of times. I think that the antidote to this is, so what ended up happening, I call it toing someone. It's it, it, it's in its unhealthy state, you know, kind of what we do. Um, and the antidote to it is owning that, um, owning what you're doing, like seeing, okay, in this relationship, I'm almost creating a codependency between me and this other person so that I can be so essential to them that this gives me worth. Instead of understanding my worth is intrinsic, no matter what I do for these people or this person, I, my worth is, is settled and I don't need to do all these things in order to be worthwhile. I can choose to do them or not. And I also am not so essential to this other person that if I am not the one doing all these things that I think they need, that they're going to crumble. It, it, it's, it really is a savior kind of complex. Mm-hmm. So it takes stepping back and asking yourself, what is my motivation for why I'm helping this person? And do I feel like my needs are also being met? And I'm, am I presenting my needs into this relationship so that it can be equitable? And, you know, it's not like we, we do things for other people so that we can have an equitable return. But I think for people that naturally are really strong helpers, it's very important for them to ask themselves the question, am I doing all of this because um, out of a, out of a full place, or am I doing this out of a place of great need for myself where they are unable to meet, if they are unable to reciprocate, I'm going to become resentful. And in that case, then for me, I've had to say, I need to step back. I shouldn't be like, I don't need to present position myself in a place of being, absolutely essential to other people. So I think that they're going to crumble if they don't have me. Right. But I have done that because that gave me a sense of worth. So I think the healthier version of that and the version that I have, have found, um, in my life really since coming to great, greater understanding of this and, and owning it. Cause it, the thing is like helpers are pretty prideful. They're like, we're amazing. Look how great we are. We're helping everyone doing all these good things. But then the pride extends itself to the other side where it's like, um, I don't want to ask for help ever. 
because I'm the helper. That's what, how I get my need met. That's how I, that's how I feel great about myself. So, um, health is asking for help, having equitable relationships, um, seeing that, yeah, you know, this person in my life has specific areas of need, but I have specific area of need areas of need too. And also I will specifically, this is what I have to do. I will specifically not meet needs. I will specifically know I am not going to step into that place. I don't have the time right now. I don't have the energy right now. And if I do that, I know it's going to put me in a place of resentment. This is not a good feeling because you kind of feel like, wow, I, it, it, it reveals to you, you kind of your weakness, but it's, it, it feels like a weakness to a helper to admit that, like, I really need you to do something for me in order for me to feel at peace in this relationship. Right. Um, it's also like, you know, because I, I have a history in um, evangelical Christianity, I feel like there was a lot of that, that went into that. I am as a good person to sacrifice myself for other people. And that is like a, a token and a badge of honor. Um, but I don't really think that's true. If at the other side of that, you're resentful, bitter, catty, you know, whether to them or to others, like that's not the, that's not the result we want here either. Mm-hmm. So I've had to do a lot of work about examining my motives for helping others, um, making sure that I am not sacrificing um, to an intense degree, my own needs and wants and life responsibilities to meet the needs of others. Cause I would like neglect the needs of my own primary, um, my own primary responsibilities to take care of other people's needs. Right. Feel like that's what I needed to do. Yeah. Do you, I'm going to ask you two questions. Do you feel like you ask for help more often now? Absolutely. Uh, I do ask for help more often and I offer help less often. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more able to, because I'm, I'm aware of my own needs. Mm-hmm. Like I can be like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth right now to take that on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think one thing that helped me with this is having my son, Jack, because I was like, I actually have a lot of needs now and he has a lot of needs. And it's reducing my freedom to kind of go carte blanche on doing whatever thing comes to my mind to help someone else. Um, But I definitely find it much easier to to ask for help than I did in the past and to receive help, care, love, um, celebration. I mean, this extends itself to uh, receiving just the adoration of others. Like, you know, for the first... 38 years of my life, I fought my birthdays. I didn't want, I couldn't receive people's care for me um, with a lot of freedom. Um, that's bull crap. No, yeah. That's true that you did, but you know how I feel about birthdays. Yeah, I know. That whole I, thing is bull crap. Something switched. I was like, this, it yeah. was. And I think that me understanding my personality more and understanding that me resisting other people celebrating me was just another way of me saying, I don't need you, you need me. Right. And it's like, no, I do need you. I need you to celebrate me. I will accept all your compliments. I will accept your care, uh, your drop-offs, your, you know, thoughtful texts. Like I, I don't need to be the one that the one person that doesn't need this stuff in their life 
poured towards them. I need those things just as much as other people do. And it was just a real shift of thinking. Um, so I would really say to anybody that feels like a really strong bent towards helping others, it's good to understand that element of your personality, but you know, get really honest about the fact that you are just a whole human, just like that person you think you're, um, you're helping and your needs are the same as theirs. You are probably deluding yourself if you say they're not. Um, and it, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a wake up call and, and doesn't have to be shaming it. You know, look, we're all wired in different ways. Like I knew that my motivations for a lot of my helping were, um, complicated and in some ways, like what I would call quote unquote impure, but I would also say who of us don't have motivations that are mixed up in our desire to just feel worthwhile, loved and have identity in this world. And I I'm okay being a person who's a work in progress that, you know, did things motivated by, um, motivated in ways that I no longer am motivated. Um, that's an evolution that I've had in my life. And I spent a lot of my year life doing it more that way. And I will continue to, um, hone that, you know, and sometimes it'll go too far one way and too far another, and that's okay. I'm just going to keep working on it. But, um, I definitely have seen a lot of progress as I've, as I've gotten older and, and just been more honest, um, because that willingness to say, I see you, I, I see what you're doing and I'm not going to be shamed about it. This is not, oh, you have an ego. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Your, your motivations are very complicated. Yes, it is. And I have so much grace for that in other people. I can have that same grace for myself. Yeah. Oh, that's part of it too. It's a good word, Jules. Well, what did you think? I loved it and I'm not even it too. <laughs> but I'm curious, are you an Enneagram too? Are you yourself a helper? Do you know of a helper? I'm so grateful to Julie for offering so much insight into that conversation. And I just love her perspective. And I'm especially proud of her. I have watched her do so much work and self-reflection as she looked at the healthy and unhealthy parts of her personality type. And we all have healthy and unhealthy parts of our personality. But I've watched her advocate for herself and really be considerate of her own needs. And maybe you resonated with a lot that she said. I hope you found some great nuggets in there. I know I did and I'm not even a two. Have yourself a great holiday season. Make the most of the moments that you have. Thanks for being here with me and giving me a little bit of your attention and time. I truly value it. I can't wait to share more stories and conversations in 2021. I'll see you then.